Sean Bunn, I'm the Managing Director of Empire Metals. Uh, we're a name listed, but Australian Focus, Copper and, uh, and Gold uh, Exploration Company. You are indeed. Sean could see. I haven't seen you since uh, October. A share price one fifty. Uh, sorry, one point one five uh, p. Uh, now up over two uh, p. So markets liking what you're doing. Um, what were the things that you think you did in 2022 that have allowed uh, this success? Well, we started. Look, uh, 2022 started off as a uh, a real rebuild, repositioning uh, of our company. We built a, a, a really great portfolio around, uh, well, initially starting with our Eclipse asset, a high-grade gold asset north of Kalgoorlie. We, we did a, an agreement, bolted on the Jindalbi license, which is an adjacent uh, mining license there. And then we brought in three really exciting, uh, potentially uh, large copper uh, exploration targets. Uh, the one that we're really excited about, the, the, the one that's moved right up the, uh, you know, right up the ladder, if you like, uh, in terms of our uh, our main uh, project is Pitfield, which is uh, is the project that we have up at Three Springs, just north of Perth. And of course, we have the Walton and Staveley projects, uh, which we're slowly moving towards getting some groundwork on. Right. Okay. So you've been kind of, you, you you've sorted out the portfolio as, as it were, but I think the thing that's getting people excited is the is the copper, and that's the thing I, I think we should spend the time talking about a pit field. But um, just remind people, you, you've kind of got this kind of quick to kill mentality or quick to flip um, mentality in terms of the rest of the portfolio by dint of your background. Um, have you had? I mean, how much luck are you having um, in terms of moving? the uh, Eclipse and, and um, Grindabi um, projects. Is, is that on the cards this year, 2023? We would consider options around that particular uh, uh, license area. The uh, you know, high-grade gold is, is not a, a bad target to be going for, but these tend to be, as we've demonstrated through our campaign to date, uh, quite narrow high-grade high vein systems. Uh, the likelihood now of finding you know, a company making a large gold deposit there, um, to be honest, is, is probably diminishing. But I think it's got huge potential for uh, an existing gold producer to come in and uh, and find more high-grade feed for their plant. So, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at that. I, uh, having said that, we went back to Jindalbi uh, last week, uh, first week of January, and did a small... A drill campaign around a target area that we had picked up some kaolin, uh, kaolinized clay. Um, very interested in just finishing that uh, exploration work and just seeing what we have discovered. Um, kaolin is, uh, you know, maybe maybe not that uh, well known a commodity uh, at the moment in the UK, but it's getting a lot of traction here in Australia as a potential source for high grade. Uh, purity, you know, high purity aluminium. So uh, very interesting if we've got something there. Right. Okay. But it's, it's one of those things that you're going to have to sell <clears throat> the, the benefits to someone, and, and it's a very sort of, um, specific audience that could potentially be attracted um, to that. So it's, it's non kind of core at the moment. It may have some value, but it, it, it may not. So copper. Up over four bucks at the moment. Um, people are excited about what, what uh, the, the, the copper market could bring this year. So, 
what have you done there? There's, there's some drilling um, happening. Have you got any assays back yet? We, we've not drilled yet at Pitfield. The, the question there is really where do we drill along that 40-kilometer magnetic anomaly? So what we had at Pitfield, we announced uh, late last year, was the, uh, uh, the results of geophysical surveys that we had completed. Um, so there was a, always a density high, a high-gravity uh, target there that we flew uh, we flew the magnetics aeromagnetics uh, so we have a coincidental high magnetic high gravity uh, anomaly that's that stretches over 40 kilometers so we've gone back in we've done electromagnetic surveys around that area to see where the conductivity lies and and what that clearly shows is that mean that that anomaly is is uh, you know, reasonably non, you know, it's resistive, it's non-conductive, so it's been altered. So all those factors build up to a really compelling argument that there's been a massive basin scale alteration event. Copper fluids have, have risen up from the uh, from the bedrocks, and we are now looking to find out where these uh, these solutions might have uh, been, you know, met with uh, with more graphitic, more carbonaceous rock. And hence dropped out copper, copper sulfides, and, and there's a, a huge uh, evidence in the area. We've got high-grade copper mines. We've got uh, seven kilometres worth of uh, soil anomalies collected by CRA back in the 90s. There is copper uh, across the entire extent of our license area. So we know copper's there. We know that we've got the uh, you know, the right conditions to have a very large scale giant copper uh, region. And what we're going to do now is, is go in and uh, identify where to drill. Right. OK. So, OK, giant copper, just again, just clarify terminology there. Giant copper means what? That's a, that's a geological term, anything above about 10 million tonnes of, uh, of contained copper. So you're talking about substantial uh, you know, the Udikin copper project in Russia, you know, there, there's a number of big giants, South America, obviously, uh, you know, we're talking about things that put, you know, put us on the world map, not just, uh, not just a, you know, a, a small high grade copper target here. We are, we are chasing, we are chasing a giant. Right. Okay. So it, it's of scales. Um, there's super giants and behemoths as well, but um, so you, you're chasing big. When do you get to the point of um, trying to understand what the grade is? You know what the what the what the depth of this is, what the continue, what the sort of the length of the mineralization is? Because you know drilling drilling is where people start to pay attention. So when do you get to that point? Reasonably soon. We originally had uh, envisaged doing uh, further surface IP work, the induced polarization, uh, you know. Uh, surveys that uh, what effectively we do is we run a cable over a couple of kilometers uh, punch an electrical charge into the earth and what you're looking for is a, uh, a response uh, an electrical field so you've you're getting what we would say is either chargeability or resistive a highly resistive type response and what what we uh, will release in the next few weeks is the results of that work I, uh, I can't uh, you know, I can't release information at the moment because we just simply are still waiting for the geophysical interp. What we know from the survey team is that they uh, they reported during the work that they were picking up 
really high chargeability areas across some of those lines. And what does so, that mean? So what, what does that mean? Because you don't, don't want to get too technical. You leave leave a lot of people behind. So what, what does that actually mean? So if you've got a, uh, a, an electric current pumping down and all of a sudden you get this big charge building in the ground, then there's something there that's, con- you know, is, is you know, electrically, uh, you know, chargeable, if you like, and that's the simplest way to describe it. So you're talking about sulfides. You're talking about disseminated sulfides or, or, or some massive sulfide accumulation. But on that scale, it's probably a very large disseminated sulfide occurrence. Now, what is the sulfides that we're picking up? That's why we have to drill. We won't know until we punch a drill hole through the middle of that. And then how does that help you in terms of identifying um, where to drill, the, the, the targeting, the, 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 dr- the, the modelling around the drill plan? So what we already know from the original uh, survey targets that we're dealing with, a, with an area to the north, for instance. Uh, so on this 40 kilometre stretch, we obviously can't drill the whole 40k. So we're focusing on you know, a, a, an area that looks really interesting at the moment. Uh, it's about a, a, a kilometre wide by about 1.6 kilometres long. So you're talking about something that's bigger than, uh, you know, the Wembley Football Stadium by, by multiples. So, you know, I can still spend a hell of a lot of time trying to drill that area out. So it would be a wide space drilling program. We would go through and put a fence line down through that, maybe uh, a couple of fence lines with the view that we've got to intercept what this, this conductor looks like. What, what is this charged uh, host uh, you know, what, what is making that up? Is it, uh, is it disseminated sulfides, chalcopyrite? Is it chalcocytes? Is it, you know, what, what, what is it? And, and I can only do that with a drill rig. So when do we get to that point? Because that's going to be the exciting, the exciting bit of this because, you know, we can, we can look at all the analogous um, data, like you know, BHPs in the region, right? And we've kind of got a sense of, you know, what, what, what they're finding. But you, you've got to, you know, put on the table the sorts of grades that you're expecting to see because people get a sense of what the economics, you know, could be um, once, you, once you're starting able, able to, be able to give us that sort of data. So what's the, what's the timing and have you got the money to, um, to do that? Timing-wise, we would anticipate submitting and, and, and preparing all of the plans necessary to get on the ground within the next few months. So what we'd be saying is targeting a drill program by end of March, uh, early April. And what we would be looking at is uh, a fairly wide space drilling campaign, RC drilling, and uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be that deep. So it's not an incredibly expensive program. We have the funds already in the bank. We would be, uh, let's call it a scouting operation initially, as I said, to find out what is, what is giving us these, um, these highly charged signals. What, what is sitting there over a very large area that, that we've identified? And if it's copper minerals, then we are, you know, we found something. We found part of the giant. Right. Okay. And so just help people. So scouting mission means like maybe convert it into meters or, or, or dollars or however you want to do it. But, you know, give, how much are you going to do? How long is that going to take? How quickly before we start seeing some of the numbers that come out of that? Oh, we'll come back to the market after we get the IP results and after we get the geochemistry and, and prepare a proper program. I, I wouldn't like to, to um, second guess 
uh, you know, what we might choose to do. But the reality is we know, as I said, from the, uh, the, the survey itself, uh, you know, without even the geological intert, that we have a substantial target and that we are uh, moving the drilling program up uh, uh, fast forwarding that we had originally anticipated not being able to drill until towards the end of the year and and keep in mind this is farmland as well there are wheat crops so we need to be able to get access onto these areas prior to the crops going in or after the crops come out so um, you know we are we are working on a plan at the moment to go go sooner rather than later oh, that's that's very interesting so I hadn't, I hadn't considered that um, so your timing is kind of defined by the the the, the agricultural industry there. Um, so and how does that, how does that work if, when you when you do discover stuff? You because you're imagining this is this is fairly shallow stuff, right? So this isn't going to be un- underground mining. So how, how does that work eventually? Oh well, the, the the process that we go through, we're not getting ahead of ourselves in terms of making a discovery, but the process we go through is that that the, these guys have massive farmlands. I mean, even a even a decent sized discovery is disturbing, you know, a very small part of uh, of, of a wheat farm. But in terms of drilling, we can still drill during the uh, during the harvest, you know, during the crop season. But then you just have to negotiate compensation for damage you know if you drive over a crop uh, you you got to replace the value and, and and so what we tend to do is avoid too much disturbance at this particular you know that particular part of the year and uh, and manage around the problems the things you have to navigate i mean sometimes literally um so in and and I mean, what, what, you t- we've talked in the past about, you know, all these old data that you've got, obviously, you know, some, there's some work, surface work done previously. Is there any sort of un, uh, uh, drill data that comes with that, old, you know, historical data, or is it that all to come? There was uh, some initial drilling done by, for instance, uh, BHP that looked at drilling. Uh, they drilled four diamond holes, but they drilled into the basement. So that was a curious uh, a target that they chose to drill into, and uh, as opposed to what? Where and, should they've drilled? Well, the basement is is a is a different type of geological host. So basically, uh, what we're drilling into, we're looking into, is the is the sandstones. So what where the copper will be trapped will be in within the uh, you know within the carbonaceous sandstones where the the fluids have come up, made contact with the reducing uh, component, and dropped out copper sulfide. Interesting. Why do you think they did that? I mean, classic schoolboy error. Everyone knows they shouldn't have done that. But why? Why do you think they did? That they're possibly looking for a different uh, geological model. Uh, they're possibly looking for. I mean, it might have been just a simply. I mean, BHP. They were, four holes is, you know, not going to, not going to worry their bank too much. So they probably uh, could have been just again a scouting mission that they put down to see what might be in the basement. Um, yeah, who knows? That's uh, that's about forty years ago, so I'm not even sure those guys are still around. Right. Okay. So, so in terms of come back to the kind of portfolio stepping back, because I'm always intrigued by sort of the strategy of, of small companies. You're up around eight, eight and a half, nine million pounds at the moment, um, up from around you know five when I when I last saw you. It's still small, right? So you've got to be careful and cautious with your capital and, and the allocation of your capital. You've got to do the right thing. So with a portfolio approach, it, it, you get tempted to kind of spend a little bit here, a little bit there, and, and before you know it, it's life's a bit tight. So f- for you, for 2023, 
The focus of your money is, is what? Pitfield, Pitfield and Pitfield is, uh, is the simple answer. The, uh, you know, to, the conundrum we have is simple. So we have uh, something that is potentially enormous value, a complete company builder you know, at Pitfield. We're, we, we, everything, we, if there were 10 things we had to tick the box on, we're now up to say number seven or eight, tick, 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 tick. We're heading right down the path of putting the drill holes in, making our discoveries. That will change the, uh, the, you know, the complete playing field of this company and, uh, and how people view uh, you know, the potential for us to have a giant copper project. That said, that said is, you know, we will continue to do some work on our other assets and keep that, uh, you know, keep that uh, optionality open. Um, I don't think I would walk away from a, a large scale uh, commodity on, on any one of those assets, but, but whether we would continue to take them through to a, a higher level of development or whether we'll just add value and on sell um, or, or, or bring in a partner or farm in, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the portfolio. And, and it's easy to manage, I think, Matthew. You've got to understand that none of those projects are, are now sucking up a lot of our time and, and money. They are uh, low-cost exploration strategies and we'll just keep them rolling forward. Right, and the most obvious being Stavely and Walton because they're over in, in um, Victoria. The Stavely um, one is, is in the arc. That'll be once we get access and, uh, and ready to go, we'll do, a, yeah, we'll do aeromagnetics again. We'll do geophysics. Good thing about Stavely is we've got a, a $500,000 Australian grant from the government. So, you know, basically we'll get a sort of 50% rebate on anything we spend there. So, you know, it's very low expiration costs over the next... 12, 18 months to keep stably moving. Right, but Walton um, back over north northeast of Perth. Wal Walton's just north of uh, Southern Cross here in Western Australia. That that'll be uh, initially a uh, a field mapping and soil sampling exercise just to get uh, get a lay of the land. You, you're talking about very modest expenditure to keep that um, keep that tenement in good health and uh, and and see what we have. And you kind, so, of, you kind of reference that the, the money's the important bit here because the the, co the cost of the money and obviously share prices as as high as it's been for a while. Um, you, you're probably tempted to, or at least think about raising some additional funds um, in you know in the next in this quarter. Um, well, one are you, and two again, would that be for Pitfield, Pitfield, Pitfield? It would be. Uh, we would take. The, uh, we, we'll take that uh, opportunity should it arise. I think the way to look at it is we are not looking for funds at the moment. We are not in need of funds at the moment. But once we complete this first quarter drilling at, at Pitfield and we find something, we will want to follow it up immediately with further work. You know, we, we're not, we're not going to sit around and wait for nine months, 12 months. We, we would continue to put work programs around that and just keep drilling. So we will judge the, uh, you know, the, the likely cash flow that we'll need in that period and, and look upon building on any successes we have. And, uh, you know, that would be a great time for us to go back to the market and say, look, we've, we've got copper. Now we just need to find more copper. Right, which, which can be a really boring phase of work for the people looking from outside, looking in, 
Um, what, are, what are the moments that you think are important that for investors to recognize or look out for which could, you know, be your kind of step change moment for the company? Well, if we're correct in terms of our interpret pit field, and, uh, and this does have a, a numerous sedimented hosted copper deposits, those, those tend to be, uh, you know, large, large zones, consistent zones. So what I'm going to be doing is saying, right, well, if I've found it, I'm going to be just stepping out and finding more of it. So, you know, it won't be boring. You know, it, it will be, guys, we've just made this, you know, that this big copper find is now twice the size. It's now three times the size. It's now 10 times the size. So you, you're going to get a, uh, a, a real, um, you know, a real sense of something that is unfolding, you know, and it all falls back to the fact that, that you know, even this first drill program, so let, you know, let, let, let's be realist. I could put a drill program up there in March and, and, and not get the high-grade copper intercepts I'm looking for. I'm realistic about that. But we're looking initially for the sulfides. We've got 40 kilometres, as I keep saying, of this to go and hunt. So if we don't find it in the very first time we go looking, it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means that we've got to go back and look a bit further into that uh, into that anomaly to see where the copper has come out. Okay, well, like, um, best of luck on that one. Um, obviously, I think copper's super, super excited. People are, uh, you know, looking for, you know, the next big copper um, project to get behind. So stay in touch with us. Let us know um, when some of this, more of the surface um, work is done. Uh, let's see, um, you know, how you interpret that and indeed how we should interpret it. Uh, thanks for your time today, Sean. Pleasure. Thank you, Matthew.